Thanks for joining the Welcome to Consciousness podcast where we are raising consciousness together. We'll be discussing all things consciousness, awakening, healing, purpose, and so much more. If you haven't already, you can hit subscribe or like, or you can follow us along on Instagram or check out our website. Let's get started. Well, g'day again. Welcome to our next episode. I'm here with Christina from Awakening Soul Mastery. Thanks for being here, Christina. Thanks, Michael. Happy to be here. And Christina is, uh, well, works in Melbourne and Geelong, but I'm just going to tell you a bit about her before we get started. So she's a master healer, energy alchemist, and spiritual teacher and mentor with over 14 years in clinic. Christina is passionate about supporting others. She's well-renowned and a highly skilled guide to self and soul development, expertly combining various branches of holistic modalities, including kinesiology, Reiki, hypnotherapy, intuitive channeling, woven together to create her unique services. She offers a range of services, including workshops, Reiki certification courses, one-on-one healing sessions in Melbourne and Geelong and on Zoom, plus her exclusive VIP one-on-one spiritual mentoring package. And I can just tell Christina has been in this space for a long time and she's got so much to share. And I'm really just excited to hear your story, Christina, and how you experience your own awakening and your journey with consciousness and your soul purpose journey and, and everything else. So how about you tell us a bit more about your background and how it all happened for you. Okay. Um, well, it's a, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll try to keep it brief. Um, so essentially my awakening has come in stages. So um, yeah, probably four, four major stages of awakening at different periods of my life. Um, I was raised by a single mom. I'm the eldest of four. Um, and after my father passed, uh, I was a witness to my mum's awakening. So she went through a spiritual awakening when I was um, eight and um, we moved to Africa from Australia. So we moved there where my mum was from and she started going to meditation groups. Uh, she studied homeopathy. Um, she started using pendulums and Um, doing what I guess at the time was like, you know, all this weird stuff. Um, But it became part of how I grew up. So, you know, discussions of energy or um, things like that were just normal around the dining room table at meals. Um, My own awakening. So I guess slowly I started to awaken through that time, Mm. right? But I went to a religious Anglican boarding school in the middle of the African bush, Mm. uh, which was very strict, very strict. There was a lot of corporal punishment, um, a lot of fear, a lot of punitive um, methods. And so I I turned to religion as a way of feeling supported, as a way of feeling part of something. And because, of course, my own father – had passed when I was young, I guess God was like a replacement dad in a sense. Um, someone who was always there, all knowing, all seeing, um, etc. etc. Um, and from age 15, I 
created a daily practice of prayer and meditation before the rising bell at school. So I'd wait. So the rising bell went at six ten. I'd wake up at five thirty and um, just sit on the windowsill with the curtain closed so no one could see me, um, but I could see the view and the beautiful African sunrise. <laughs> and I would pray and uh, meditate and um, listen to Christian music that would make me feel like connected and uplifted and alive. Um, after I left uh, school, I moved to Australia and I went traveling after university, I went traveling um, around the world. And during that time, I guess that, that was around age 21. Um, I met a lot of people who had a lot of perspectives. We had a lot of deep conversations. And because I traveled alone, I used conversations with God or prayer as a way to feel connected and supported. Um, but because I'm psychic, <laughs> um, what started to happen would, was I'd be in a meditation or a conversation with God or, you know, as I was walking up the Swiss Alps, for example, and hear different voices and feel different energies around me and I was because because of my mom and my mom had taught me about spirit guides and angels and all of this which I had of course with Christianity there's angels but you know in terms of her spiritual awakening I had sort of rejected that as a teenager and thought she was incredibly wrong um, and she would burn in hell <laughs> so um, yeah I started expanding my psychic awareness and my connection to spirit guides and angels let's say during that time whilst I was traveling overseas mm. and then during any challenges or hardships I would turn to um, <clears throat> those coping strategies and those soothing strategies of having that connection to spirit and to um, God or universe or whatever you want to call that energy mm. um, and then 10 years later I had a massive trauma um, and was thrown really deep into an awakening mm. that's when it was like through a challenge and through trauma that I started to awaken I mean yeah I had challenges and traumas through my life but this felt like a very big catalyst to that awakening mm. big crisis and I found sorry a big crisis yeah massive and that's when I found uh, kinesiology and Reiki mm. um, and energy healing and then so I started my awakening officially, I guess, in terms of my inner healing um, and conscious evolution rather than a reactive evolution of consciousness. Mm. Yeah. And the final um, jump was 10 years after that. So it was like, you know, 21, 31, 41 um, through COVID. Um, again, mm. lots of stress, lots of trauma, lots of deep triggers around oppression patriarchy, control, not having a voice, etc. all those old triggers from high school of being in an boarding school came back and I delved even deeper and that became an even more uh, bigger awakening. And that's when I guess my business transitioned as well with that too. So more away from um, energy healing as more functional to spiritual awakening and spiritual connection and conscious awakening. So yeah, my mm. business trans transitioned with me as well. Mm. Sound like a good time to be uh, having a conscious awakening. <laughs> yeah, 
so many people did have that awakening at that time. I think COVID was like a, a pressure cooker for, for a sink or swim. <laughs> Awaken or uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people just had more unconscious stress and found their ways to cope and get through it and, and yeah. probably questioned things some more, learned a few things about themselves, but at the next chance have, have gone back to life as they knew it the, the best they can. Absolutely, yeah. Where there's many others that have it's it's onset, and I've had a number of those guests on this podcast that say during COVID, then they started to question things, and then they had their own crisis, and then they went inward, and then they started to awaken and yeah, seek out healers, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Corona uh, means crown, you know, crown chakra. So through that coronavirus, almost like the crown chakra virus, the, the virus that awakened a lot of people's crown chakras and allowed them to connect into higher levels of awakening and consciousness. Mm. Yeah, and there's so much talk about the great awakening and consciousness rising and things like that. And, you know, all these things uh, are catalysts, like you said, to to help that process happen. And really, it's not like this new event, just while we're on the topic, it's, it's really just showing what was already unconscious, you know, in the, in the yeah. subconscious of humanity in the, the level of consciousness of, of humanity across our earth. But those things are just come to the surface more, the yeah. control and the fear. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So what have been some of the biggest challenges for you along this journey, you know, healing and integrating this? And like you said, it's been different stages. Yeah, I think because it's been a slow process through my life, um, I've grown up, as I've grown up um, physically and emotionally, I've grown up spiritually as well. Mm. The challenges, I guess, navigating sort of interdimensional living uh, and being able to maintain relating to others in a superficial way. Mm. Um I've just noticed that as I've become more and more um, enlightened, let's say, more conscious, um, I find small talk and superficial conversations more draining. Um, I tend to spend more time just with specific um, groups of people or specific people and then try and have as little... Um, interactions on that sort of superficial three-dimensional level as possible. I mean, they are fun and I have fun with it. I'm not like a spiritual snob. It's just more like I find it tiring and draining to, mm. you know, how's work and how are the kids and, oh, did you see the footy on the weekend? Like, you know, all that kind of stuff is great for, you know, an hour or half an hour or whatever, but if I, I can't do a whole, you know, a whole thing, a period of time with that. So, the way I've spent my time and the people I interact with is, is also very conscious. Mm. How I consciously invest in, in my energy and different things. And would you say that's because you get to this point when you're awakening that you really crave soul connection, you know, with yourself yeah. and, and maybe with others that are having that authentic soul connection and you want to ha be able to have a conversation where you can really speak your truth and really be connected on that level? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I guess that's a, a challenge how to live in the third dimension whilst I mean, live physically in the third dimension whilst living in the fifth and beyond. Um, how to integrate that, how to navigate that. Um, yeah, 
I guess is probably has probably been my biggest challenge, I would say. Yeah, and there's not always a lot of examples or su support at times, but how has your journey been with that? Have you, what things have supported you or people or places? Yeah, so um, just being conscious of my energy levels, being conscious of, um, yeah, how much time I spend in those sorts of environments um, versus, you know, in my real life, which is, <clears throat> you know yeah just in in the fifth dimension right in in a, in a in a dimension of consciousness and connection and um embodying and living every day in a spiritual um mindset rather than it being like an interest or a hobby or something that i dabble in it's very much um you know what i talk about on my instagram and the things that i share and the posts I share all come from my own experiences and my own life values and how I live and how I, I navigate the world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And what would you think or what would you say have been the biggest changes uh, in your life through your awakening or through the different stages of your awakening, whatever you want to choose? Yeah, I think the biggest changes have just been being more confident and more accepting of my truth and recognizing that not everyone is going to resonate with that truth and being okay with that and not seeing that as either a, an attack or a judgment or a rejection, but seeing it as just um, live and let live each to their own. You know, I don't believe mm. that everyone is, is destined for enlightenment in or awakening in this lifetime. Mm. Uh, sometimes it takes multiple lifetimes sometimes hundreds of lifetimes depending on that soul's contract and and where they're you know headed so i um yeah i think just being more accepting of self and others and and live and let live rather than you know you have to awaken you have to evolve this is the way to be like that might not be the right way for somebody else at this point in time they might not be at that level and that's okay yeah, and that can be kind of that pushy, more 3D energy anyway when you're coming at it. Exactly, exactly. Thinking mm. that you know, we know the answers and the way that we live is right and others are wrong and feeling pity for them. I, um, you know, I used to be like that in my 20s, definitely. Mm. Um, I was also a very aggressive vegetarian. Um, <laughs> so I think that came from my upbringing in Africa where it was very strict and there was definitely right and there was definitely wrong. Uh, yeah. those Whereas now I just swan about in the grey and um, feel much more relaxed and accepting of myself for my human um, human reactions, my human perspectives and my spiritual journey. Yeah, it's much more flowing. Yeah, and I feel like the trauma underneath that polarity of right and wrong and, and viewing life that way it runs fairly deep. So naturally you're attached to those different points of view and then project them onto others. Definitely, yeah. Mm. So it's definitely part of your evolution to continue um, yeah, beyond that. Yeah, just acceptance and compassion. You know, like I was uh, having a Reiki, uh, Reiki class on the weekend and I was talking about... Um, navigating the three dimension third dimension as a human and um, when you have all of the spiritual perspective to you know be compassionate be curious you know if you 
fall back into old habits or old addictions or old ways of reacting rather than shaming and judging yourself and being like, oh, no, I'm not being spiritual enough and, you know, oh, judging and all of that shame to just go, wow, that's interesting. I've fallen back into that. That's another lesson there that I, there's another um, pocket of healing that I can navigate through and resolve and move forward. So mm. just lean in with compassion and curiosity and softness. Um, curiosity being key, of course, rather than judgment. Mm. Yeah. yeah, which is a great example of all those experiences being a mirror back to us and teaching us something, even all those 3D experiences or things that are triggering us yeah. as to where we can embody our truth more. Yeah, for, yeah. I mean, once you're aware, A, that you're triggered and B, being able to recognise that and go, oh, I'm triggered, and then pausing and looking at that with curiosity, oh, why am I triggered? What aspect of me is being triggered? What part of me is not needs are not being met? How can I meet these needs in myself rather than projecting these expectations on someone else to meet these needs? So, for example, you know, I had a deep wound of abandonment um, and felt often, you know, alone and abandoned. And um, so now randomly if it pops up, it doesn't so much now, but, but over time as it popped up, rather than reacting it and feeling like a victim and, you know, oh, it's happened again and, can't believe this and what's wrong with me and you know I would now lean and feel oh I feel a bit abandoned oh that's interesting oh that's a shame my inner child is you know needing some love okay let me spend some time in meditation or even just you know walking my dog just pulling my inner child into my consciousness and telling her what she needs to hear reassuring her giving her that love and then just with the breath just releasing some of those stresses and because I have lots of tools through all the things I've studied you know doing various things like tapping and things that can release from a, a, the visceral reaction as well as the um, energetic so yeah just being more compassionate and curious oh that's interesting oh there's more work there okay all right here we go mm. you know? yeah so good and I love that you touched on a bit about your business as well We're taking a quick break because I want to let you know that I'm looking for some big dreamers who either feel disconnected from or stuck in their big dream to take all their power back, to thrive in every area of their life and create everything that they dream of. It doesn't matter how big the obstacles are or how impossible it seems. If you've got a big dream, whether it's for your business, your career, your health, your relationships, or to make a big impact in the world or all of the above, I'm telling you, if you feel it somewhere inside, it's absolutely possible. The universe wouldn't put that inside of you if it wasn't, and I'd love to help you get there. If this resonates with you, please reach out through Instagram or my website. I'd love to meet you, hear about your dreams and your challenges, and see what's possible together. If you're an entrepreneur out there who wants to live your life and business from your true passion, purpose, and connection, then I wanna invite you to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Network. Our first event is in June 2023, but if you head to the website, you'll get information on the next upcoming event. This is all about community, connection, and support with other conscious entrepreneurs. It's the Reiki that you're doing, and I'd love to hear a bit more about 
yeah, where all this has led you and, and what you're doing and why you're doing it and what you're passionate about and really that resonance with your own gift. Yeah, well, I mean, my business started as um, kinesiology, just straight up uh, kinesi by the book kinesiology. And over the 14 years has grown and evolved as I have. And I've studied, uh, I don't know, probably 30 courses or more over the time. Um, and just incorporate all of that into my business. So my business used to be called Chrysalis Kinesiology. Uh, chrysalis being that metamorphosis. You know, when the caterpillar thought the world was going to end, he became a butterfly. So the chrysalis of that metamorphosis. But because I do much more than kinesiology and I incorporate so many more aspects, I changed my business name last year, actually in June, um, to Awakening Soul Mastery, meaning we're always awakening. It doesn't matter how spirit you are, spirit, spiritual you are, even if you're an absolute guru, you're still awakening, mm. right? Yeah, mm. We never stop awakening. Mm. Um, awakening soul, well, that's awakening to our deeper truths and mastering those lessons, mastering our path, mastering ourself, and and um, yeah, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, just hearing more about your business and 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 yeah. why you do that. And yeah, yeah. so the one-on-one -on -one, um, healing sessions, I work with people internationally and nationally um, with with the work I do, um, and it's a blend of you know counseling, kinesiology, spiritual guidance, Reiki. Um, hypnotherapy you know those are the that's the the main things but of course interwoven in all of that is my own little spicy unique um healing take on all of those as well absolutely and what do you find are the main things that people are coming to you with or the main reasons that they come to you um there's a few main reasons um at a crossroads and wanting some clarity and direction they feel like there's more that they could be doing or want to be doing but feel blocked or feel held back by beliefs or, um, you know, sabotages that are either unconscious or conscious but they don't know how to overcome them. Mm. Um, people who are on a spiritual journey already and want to further awaken and further evolve in a supported um, environment. Um, and... Yeah, like people at all different stages of their journey. But yeah, mostly managing stress and overwhelm day to day, mm. confidence, um, relationships with self. People come to see me because they have a relationship issue with someone and usually it's just the work we need to do on them around their relationship with themselves that then helps <laughs> that situation. Um, yeah. yeah, many things, mostly soul seekers, other therapists, people who are on the journey, people who are just awakening. Um, yeah, all sorts. Yeah. Just curious and want want to evolve really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you've been through so much, you get the journey, you've got so many tools. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So my niche, my niche are soul seekers, really spirit people who spiritually are on a journey and want some further support. So yeah, mm. so I have my one-on-one -on -one, um, healing sessions um, by Zoom and in person in Geelong. That's the second location I just opened in October. Yeah. Wow. Um, and in Melbourne, of course, and, um, then the Reiki classes. So that's a beautiful, I try and create a whole experience over the weekend. It's not just the information and 
and the um, healing you walk away with, but you walk away with with so much more than that. And I set up avenues of support between um, the Reiki courses and WhatsApp chat groups and avenues for support because the one feedback, most common feedback I've had from people um, who have either done Reiki before or want to do Reiki is I've just, I just did the Reiki and then I didn't know what to do with it. I just mm. felt like alone. So yeah, I don't want people to feel that <laughs> based on my own uh, abandonment wounds. So I'm like, okay, let me help you feel as supported as possible. So I jam pack it with as much support and as much extras as possible. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And my newest, um, newest thing, well, I teach workshops online. I've got a few coming out um, in the next few months as well. And then um, your one-on-one VIP package. So that's a three-month mentorship where um, I support someone on whichever direction they want to go, which with whatever avenue of awakening they want to move through, and they have unlimited access to me um, via WhatsApp, um, voice note or text, day-to-day, Monday to Friday, uh, where I can help advise them or help them reflect deeper by giving them tools and techniques um, and also then clear also their energy. So they might have done all of that and say, I still feel blocked in this area. And then I actually go into their energy field um, and have a look and clear some stuff and sort it out and then reflect back to them what what I found and what I cleared. So that's mm. a very intimate um, journey. Yeah. And and for many, that will be a part of their journey to have some experiences and some support on that more close level. And like you said, like it's great to do one session of Reiki, but like it's a big journey. So having yeah. that ongoing support or mentorship or others around you is such a key part of it. Yeah, and it's so fulfilling. I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, my gosh, you do so much. You see X number of clients a week and you do this and you do workshops and you do mentoring you know, don't you burn out? And, and honestly, I find it so fulfilling and mm. so inspiring and so invigorating that I'm more likely to burn out from being so invigorated <laughs> than from being exhausted or drained by it. <laughs> yeah. That's where my, um, you know, my daily practices come in, my awareness of my own energy, my en- own energetic integrity. Like I would say that probably maintaining my own energy channel uh, to be the clearest and most high vibration as possible so that I, for myself, but also for my clients and the people that I mm. uh, facilitate and support is, yeah, my energetic integrity and my spiritual integrity. Um, mm. Paramount. And that really just comes from that pure alignment, doesn't it? That that energy that you've got to do what you do. Yeah. You're aligned with yourself. Yeah, and that alignment comes from consciously actively proactively um living life yeah and consciously evolving that's right that's right rather than unconsciously resisting yeah or just living in a space of um reactivity and Mm. conversations and and being like that victim that's blaming life or other people or circumstances yeah and not necessarily the victim but also just the person Mm. who's like I I feel like this. I this is who I am. I don't know how to feel different. Oh well, this is life. It's like no, yeah. 
no, you're stuck. <laughs> you're locked. There's some stuff there that definitely can be cleared so that you can feel better. But people sometimes just think, oh, you know, suck it up. This is the way it's meant to be. This is who I am. This is how life is. Get on with it. Mm. And so at the moment, a lot of people are worried about the cost of living and, and that's become like a big kind of fear. There's just lots of things are expensive. I just randomly felt to ask you, like, what advice would you give people at the moment to manage that energy that's kind of collective and that is can be very triggering too? I would say consciously um, to change your own frequency. So you're not tuned into that radio station, right? So all the levels of consciousness and awareness and frequency we have available to us at all times there's always been a collective energy of life is expensive always hmm. it's always been there it's just that this is the new this is the new headline this is the new fear thing of the media right i don't watch mainstream media i don't participate in fear mongering so hmm. um, i don't participate in that collective vibration hmm. voice uh people be like no it's not like you know you earn what you earn and you have your mortgage and and I would just encourage them to be aware that maybe that this perspective is their, their opportunity to consider that there are other perspectives and other ways of navigating life and seeing things. Mm. Once we work on our abundance and scarcity um, beliefs, it doesn't matter whether you have $1,000 in your bank account or $100 in your bank account, a million dollars in your bank account, it comes from within that that trust and that safety around enoughness mm. and abundance. It all comes from the same uh, trauma, which is around self worth. So if you can look into what's my self worth, what's my what's my self worth based on? How do I value myself? How do I expect others to value me? Those are the sorts of questions that then start to unlock parts of awareness and consciousness that then can help and lead to deeper healing. Mm, yeah i really love that like that's going right down to the foundation yeah that's what we do and it's like <laughs> right in there <laughs> so it's another just great opportunity for people to yeah go go into and discover their soul yeah. and their worth yeah like what are the beliefs about money that you have that are ruling your world on an unconscious level it might be something like you know, childhood, like money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard to earn what you want, like all of that kind of stuff. So once, and, you know, I've had people in clinic where I've done um, whole sessions around abundance blocks and I've actually, you know, with a $50 note, put it outside of the auric field. And then as it comes in, the amount of stress and pushback that the energy system has to receiving money, mm. so we balance that. So the person's energy field is actually open to receiving abundance, that they feel worthy of being abundant and free of concern around money. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. Apple, it's it's really cool. It's really amazing and very powerful and life-changing for sure. Really, everyone should know this. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, the opportunity. look, we live in a day and age where there's YouTube, there's internet, there's Instagram, there's so much information. I mean, if people really want to change, they'll find out a way. They'll find a way. Mm. Yeah. And some people will have these catalysts that will help them have the motivation. Yeah, absolutely. I would look at any long-term pattern or long-term, uh, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, whatever, long-term 
state that doesn't feel good comes from an imbalance or trauma that is waiting for you to give it some um, airtime and to actually investigate that and, and clear it and heal it. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. So do you have any other advice that you'd give someone on their journey of consciousness, awakening? Yeah. Thing? yeah. I would say like the main thing is um, to set up daily or weekly practices that bring you back to base. So base for me is inside of myself. So bring mm. you back into your body, back into your soul space um, <clears throat> to you know, it's like the I did a reel the other day about a car service. Like the more you maintain your car, the less it's going to have big issues, right? So the more we maintain our alignment and our energetic integrity by doing different practices consistently, consistency is 100% the key. Mm. <clears throat> by maintaining practices consistently, we can, um, yeah, be more aligned and we can evolve in a more smooth way because we don't get too far off track. Mm. So that's the first thing. Set up daily practices or uh, weekly practices that are consistent. I'm actually going to be running a workshop in June about this, how to do this. Amazing. Um, the second thing is, is just be curious. Be curious and compassionate. So rather than going, oh, I this or I that, I'm this, so manage yourself, talk to, that's interesting. Why? That's interesting. Where does that come from? That's interesting. How can I navigate this differently? So awareness of self by being curious and compassionate versus judgmental and shaming. Hmm. Um, and just allow. The third thing is to just allow the unfurling. You're going to have periods of challenge and stress, mm. but to be aware that um, the next shift in your awareness is just over the peak of the mountain. Just got to get up the mountain, navigate the lessons with as much awareness and compassion as possible. See a healer, see a coach, get the support you need. If you can't afford to see a healer or coach, watch stuff on YouTube. There's so much out there or podcasts. Hello. Um, <laughs> Educate yourself so that you have the support to navigate the mountain and the challenges with compassion and curiosity. And then you come out the other side and you're like, oh, there's the view. This is the perspective shift that I was I was heading towards. Mm. That's amazing. Love that. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this today. It's been you're welcome. <laughs> I, too much. I feel like I spoke a lot. <laughs> no, nah, that's good. And I just wanted to ask before we finish, what's the best way for people to connect with you if they, they want to reach out? Um, yeah, absolutely. Always open to, I love hearing from people. So you can find me on Instagram, Awakening Soul Mastery, um, or via my website, awakeningsoulmastery.com.au are the two main avenues that I use to connect. Wonderful. So if you feel to, reach out to Christina and thanks for tuning in and we'll look forward to having you with our next guest next week. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.